To thee, O Lord, have I lifted up my soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It sometimes goes unnoticed that one of the keys that unlocks for us the mystery and the grace of today's Mass is found in the verse of the internet, which is, of course, the first verse of Psalm 24. Ad te domine levavi animam leam. To thee, O Lord, have I lifted up my soul. Or as Monsignor Knox so wonderfully translates it, all my heart goes out to thee, my God. Now this verse of the psalm corresponds to the Catechism's definition of prayer, the lifting up of the heart and mind to God. This motif of going upward and outward towards God recurs again and again in today's Mass. We shall find it, and indeed sing of it, in the magnificent offertory antiphon given us today. I will meditate on thy commandments, which I have loved exceedingly, which means which I have loved with a great love, and I will lift up my hands to thy commandments, which I have loved. Now, this particular offertory antiphon is taken from the great song in praise of the law, in praise of the Torah, Psalm 118, a litany of love in praise of the Word of God. And everything the psalmist says in that long litany of love finds its perfect application when it is addressed to our Lord Jesus Christ. And so today, the offertory antiphon becomes, in our mouth and in our hearts, I will meditate on thy beloved Son, whom I have loved exceedingly, and I will lift up my hands to thy beloved Son, whom I have loved. It is in this sense that the offertory antiphon completes the gospel of the transfiguration and turns it to prayer so that we sing the offertory with our eyes fixed on the face of Jesus transfigured and sing to him, I will meditate on thy beloved Son, Father. We sing in answer to that commandment of the Father that is enshrined for us in today's Gospel. For the Father himself speaks to us today. And what does he say? This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. 
And then he commands us, Hear ye him. And in response to this, we sing, I will meditate on my beloved Son, on his mysteries, on his works, on his words. Thy beloved Son, whom I have loved exceedingly, and I will lift up my hands to thy beloved Son, whom I have loved. This is exactly what a monk does on the day of his profession. On January 13th, this is what Don Cassian did, standing right here in the middle of the choir. He lifted up his hands to God. And so the whole movement of today's Mass is this movement upward, outward, out of ourselves, into the bright, shining cloud of the Holy Ghost. The collect of today's Mass merits consideration. If today's Mass is effectively about the lifting up of the heart and mind to God, that is prayer, the collect formulates prayer for us today. What do we say in the collect? It begins in a very forward manner, simply by saying God, and that's <coughs> enough. We, in some way, already have his full, his undivided attention. And so we say, God, who seest that we have no power, the Latin says no virtue, whatever from ourselves. When we lift up our hands to God, we lift up empty hands. Not hands laden with all sorts of things by which we seek to impress God or win his favor. The prayer that pleases God most is the prayer made with empty hands. And this collect expresses that we have no power whatever, no virtue whatever from ourselves, radical poverty, empty hands. And then we make a petition. And this petition is remarkably phrased in that it takes in the whole human person. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies. The liturgy of the Church never discounts the body. The body is hugely important because the body is integral to God's plan for man. And so a prayer that does not take into account the body fails to correspond to God's design. And so we say in the Collect, keep us both outwardly in our bodies. Of course, using that word today, how can we not see the human body in the light of the transfigured body of our Lord Jesus Christ? The transfiguration <laughs> reveals the dignity 
of the human body destined in God's master plan for glorification. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls. This collect asks God to keep guard over our bodies and guard over our souls that we may be defended from all adversities ut ab omnibus adversitatibus muniamur and it comes again that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body twice in this collect we make mention of the body be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and then from all evil thoughts the latin actually says and from all twisted thoughts all evil thoughts which may hurt the soul twisted thinking is what hurts the soul i often say to my sons that the battleground of the monk is here spiritual combat takes place in one's thoughts and the only way to do combat with twisted thinking is to call upon god to cleanse us of that twisted thinking and to fill us instead with the radiance that shines from the face of his son and with the words of his son for this does the father say hear ye him there's one other phrase in today's mass that i would invite you to hold in your hearts and it's in the middle of the epistle it's curious it's it's really splendid that in today's mass there's a phrase occurring in the middle of the epistle like the treasure hidden in the field and another phrase enshrined set like a jewel in the middle of the gospel and the one corresponds to the other for in the epistle st paul says this is the will of god your sanctification does that not strike you that gives me immense hope god is on my side we should be able to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and seeing ourselves in the mirror say my good man god wants you to be a saint nothing less than a saint get on with it that's the meaning of the apostles message we are called to nothing less than holiness called to be saints all of us without exception who was it recently who said quoting one of the fathers of the church not only those wearing black robes are called to be saints it was during our retreat with father david 
sometimes people get the notion, oh yes, sainthood, it's all well and good for the men behind the grill in the black robes, but not for the likes of us. Oh, that's a diabolical insinuation because it contradicts the word of God. The apostle says, this is the will of God, your sanctification. And this word so full of hope in the epistle corresponds to that other word enshrined, as I said, like a jewel in the gospel. And lo, a voice out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased hear ye him. And what did the disciples do in response to this word of the Father? St. Matthew tells us, and the disciples hearing fell upon their face. They fell into adoration. Today, from known until Vespers, the Blessed Sacrament would be exposed on the altar. And it always seems to me that when the monstrance containing the body of Christ is on the altar, we are all enveloped in that bright cloud of which today's Gospel speaks. And the Father, above the body of Christ exposed to our gaze, says, in the most penetrating way. This, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. We respond by falling into adoration. And by saying, as we will sing in the offertory of today's Mass, I will meditate on thy beloved Son, whom I have loved exceedingly, and I will lift up my hands to thy beloved Son, whom I have loved. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.